are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for keeping a Locked On Wildcats with John Schuster. I'm merely Mike Luke. We got Bruno licking his paw in the background right now. I just got done consuming a tortilla. Did you really? I did. A tortilla, no You did. It was just a plain tortilla. Uh It smelled like it had a lot of buffalo sauce. Uh, But you know what? Uh That's maybe for later. (laughs) Okay. That buffalo spot, which is not Uh, a sponsor sponsor mm -hmm. of the place, I have come up with their own motto. It goes in hot, comes mm-hmm. out hot. It's Man. great. It's, Is that they're, they're going to like that motto? That that's going to be a big. That, yes. That's going to make them a huge franchise. We got. We're going to start breaking. Sorry. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to start breaking down uh, BYU a little bit later in the week. But you know what? I figured that we I wanted to do Schuster. Wanted to talk to you a little bit about season openers. Okay. We got season opener Arizona BYU. Mm-hmm. And granted, there's not a lot of. There's not a lot of expectation for this U of A team. Now, we did go on record, I think, although you yeah, and I disagree. It's kind of, it is kind of interesting because you talked about this, and I think it's the betonline.ag number mm-hmm. is two and a two half, and a half. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you took three, and I took two. Mm-hmm. So we split it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so overall— And we play with big coin over here. We certainly do. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about maybe— putting Cardano and Solano on the line right now. And you're thinking, wow, those kinds of cryptocurrencies, no, those are hot right no, now. They, yeah. You aren't even, right. you aren't even, that's, that, that's how big time we that's are. That's next level. That's how trendy, next level, and big time mm-hmm. top shelf we ultimately are. Mm-hmm. But um, I, ultimately the gist is, and I think the gist of most, most people recognize it's probably going to be a difficult year for Arizona, but we hope to see improvement, playing hard, trying to figure out what it is the coaching Stand staff wants to do. Stay true to the do. process. You know, whatever the process is, you know, and get to the point where we understand that there's a necessity for patience here. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and that's a perfectly fair thing. Mm-hmm. If Arizona becomes more competitive and you can see what it is they're trying to accomplish, then I think to a large degree that's a success. Mm-hmm. And it starts from a season opening standpoint against BYU. Again, that's mm-hmm. something we'll talk a little bit later on the game mm-hmm. specifics uh, a little bit later in the week. But generally speaking, you're right. It, there's been a lot of apathy for understandable reasons in regards to Arizona football. There's interest because of Jed Fish, but I think there's understanding as well that this is a work in progress and it might be a long way down the line. So it's as far as season openers go, for Arizona football, it doesn't rank particularly high, and there are obviously some others that that, that I think are a it, lot more prestigious on that to list. To me, when it comes to U of A season openers, and depending on how long this takes, we might extend this out into another one as well. But there's basically, at least in my lifetime, you know, you know, it's a little bit different. I'm not going to go with the corny, you know, with the John Schuster during the Jim Young mm-hmm. Pop McHale. You know, sure, that's right. that low lying mm-hmm. fruit. We don't go there, mm-hmm. even though I just put that out there. <laughs> yes. But to me, let's talk the first one though. The most hyped season or the most hyped. And when you're looking for words, let me mm-hmm. uh, let me fill there's... in. Let me have let, let me have a little bit of fun with the history lesson that you mm-hmm. the, the calling me old without call, without calling me old thing. That, and I didn't do it. Oh, I heard this it. is the most That's passive I heard aggressive. It. I know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was very good. Um, the but the difference with those Arizona teams, all, well, relative kidding aside, is that they belonged in a different conference and they weren't Power Five, whatever the Power Five happened to be. Being in the WAC versus being in the Pac-10 at the time, 
carries a much different component about it. So Arizona recognition, even with teams that were good in the 70s and maybe the 80s, is a much different animal than I think than with some of the other season openers that you're probably correct. Yes. that you probably have in mind. All right, so I'm gonna let's let's go. I want to go with the. I want to work backwards here a little bit. So after the 12 and one Arizona team, which you know, and we've talked about it before, but you know, there's generally two teams that people consider the, you know, the 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 Mount Rushmore divided by two teams, mm-hmm. and and it's basically it's 94 or it's 90. The Everest and K12 of Arizona football. Correct. Yes. So. Or is that K2? K2. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. close enough. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first and the twelfth best Arizona Correct. teams. Yes. The ones yes. We're yes. Talk I mean, about. that's what we're yes. talking about. Yes. <laughs> so here's my question. So, every, and everybody knows after the 12 and one, the 12 and one season. You return, Arizona went into the season, I believe, ranked third in the nation, if I'm not mistaken. It was certainly in the top five. Mm-hmm. And there was good reason to think that. Sure, you lost your t- the team's best player in Chris McAllister off the 12-1 season. You lost the leader in Kelvin Efon. You lost a couple other guys. I think Yusuf Scott was... Uh, Yusuf Scott, yes. Yeah, and um, one of the tight end whose name is escaping me right now. Mike was- Lucky. I don't think it was lucky. Manamuliana? Yes. Okay. Uh, so so there, there were six players off that team that were critical to Arizona's success. Jeremy McDaniel was another one. Yeah. yeah. That, that were not on this team, but there was enough coming back that it looked like Arizona had reason to believe think things were going to go because well. Because on paper, you still had, of guys coming back, you still had both your quarterbacks, you had the majority of your offensive line, you still had guys like Edwin Mulatalo and, you know, Jose Portillo, I believe, guys like that. And then you had Trunk Candidate in the backfield. You got Dennis Northcutt. So we're talking about you're arguably bringing back the best running back, the best wide receiver yeah. in school history. You ought to be pretty good. Yes. And on the defensive side, well, yes, you lost Chris McAllister. And I'm not meaning to minimize losing Chris McAllister. But you still had guys. You had your Marcus Bells. You had your Joe Tafoyas. You had your uh, uh, Deshaun Polks. Players like that. So you had a, there's a good reason for what I think fans, you know. Expected. Expected, mm-hmm. Yes. Now, what did you, before we get into the disaster that was the first game of the season, what were your expectations going into that season? I remember having a conversation with uh, Dick Tomey once or twice <laughs> about, and, and you could read between the lines a little bit, there, there, it was something to the effect of, we lost some really important players, but we have opportunities here to where we can be pretty good. It was what did that mean to it you? Was something, and there was, as the season went along, I kind of read it maybe a little bit differently. Like he was saying, this team may not be as good as people think they are, mm-hmm. or, or, or the hype ultimately is. And as we've long since discussed, Tommy was not a guy who was a big hype fan. No. Uh, so, right. so, so those two things didn't work particularly well either. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it turned out uh, that Arizona wasn't necessarily prepared. Did you have national championship? Good. Not expectations, because that that's too strong of a term. But did you think that it was realistic to say, "Hey, this team that we that Arizona's got coming back, we could compete for a national title." You can be in that conversation, mm-hmm. yeah, and probably should have been in that conversation. Right. Certainly, the way they played the year before, you ought to be good enough to replace with a lot of the names that you mentioned mm-hmm. coming back. Mm-hmm. They should have been good enough to uh, uh, perform a heck of a lot better than they ultimately what, did. Now, I think there's a. I think there's a two-part component here first, and on the other side, we're going to get into what exactly what did because the offense for the, the that season, outside of the Penn State game the following year, was not really a problem. 
I mean, it you know you put up a t- they put up a ton of points, but every game it, you were losing forty four to thirty six mm-hmm. things of that equation. Did people underrate the loss of two people here and losing Chris McAllister and losing Kelvin Evon gra- for drastically different reasons here? I mean, obviously McAllister. They clearly underestimated. Yeah, I mean, the answer to that is obviously yes. Yeah. Uh, the the aspect of that, the Efon loss was something that, yeah, he scored a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, he was he basically played fullback. Yeah, he was a physical guy and got in the end zone. But but on paper, but he looks re- on paper it, it it's a fairly pedestrian number. It, right. it appears yeah. replaceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've got a running back who runs a four. Three. Who's I mean, going to be a first-round pick? Who's going to yeah. be a fir- what, what? They should be really good in that department. That that shouldn't be a problem. So, you know, and as you noted, they were a team that scored a lot of points. Right. So that aspect of it worked out. The, the Chris McAllister loss was stunningly significant, and probably more so than anybody anticipated. Mm-hmm. Now, so once the uh, and the, I think the thing that you got to remember too about the team is that this was obviously before the Bill Bar era. But one thing that I would suggest to you is that. Maybe if 1998 had, you know, maybe if 1999 had access to Bilt Bar, mm-hmm. it could have been a little bit different. I'm not saying that it would have totally changed the outcome of all the games, mm-hmm. but I think that you could have seen a three- or four-game differential there. Man, if you had had a three-, four, four-game differential, you know, you would have finished the season pretty strong. All right, come back with us. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm Mike Luke. Friendly reminder about, well, we've already got betonline.ag and Built Bar in, so there's also Rock Auto. If you're going up to Las Vegas to watch the U of A play. And you should. And you should, yes. Rock Labor Auto. Day weekend. RockAuto.com is probably a place that I would suggest that you go to. This is a good start, by the way, Monday, mm-hmm. okay? You hop on rockauto.com. You're listening to the podcast. You can do other things on your other browser, okay? You know you're you're thinking about going to the U of A game. You're not sure about your car. You do a little quick check. What might I need, okay? For instance, wow, I've gone the entire monsoon without fixing my windshield wipers. Maybe that might not be a bad idea. It's going to rain in the mm-hmm. uh, desert uh, throughout the course of the week. Maybe I should hop on rockauto.com and get some windshield wipers. Those things are easy to put in. I'm ready to hit the road. You get your car up to speed. You're ready to go to Vegas. You can check out a new era of Arizona football. Easy to do. Plenty of tickets available and represent the home team. All right. So let's talk 1999 then, which was 6-6 season. Did that feel – was there a point during that season when it – felt kind of like the beginning of the end. That's see it, it, you've you broaden you definitely brought up an interesting question. Uh, it does. Right. And 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 it's kind of it happens so fast when you look at it in retrospect. Because in hindsight, you're flying uh-huh. high, you're preseason. Yeah. You know what I think was you know what I think stunned so many different people though? And I remember this game like it was yesterday. The difference in talent. <laughs> hey. Stop. The difference in talent... You're going to disagree with the difference no, in I guess, talent? I guess Bruno did not like that <laughs> remark at all. Not. But the difference, the lack of physical... The difference in physicality mm-hmm. when Arizona traveled to Penn State was something that was just glaring to me. Arizona looked like a paper tiger. Oh, without a doubt. When they, because it was staggering. It was staggering. Just because the, you expect... Here, here you are, the year before... And especially the way they beat Nebraska. Mm -hmm. They beat Nebraska physically. Mm -hmm. And Nebraska, it wasn't one of those throwaway games where Nebraska didn't want to be in the Holiday Bowl. Mm -hmm. They came to play. They put up a very strong effort. It was an incredibly 
It was a great game to watch. Mm -hmm. Very high competitive level. Both teams wanted to win and had opportunities to win. It's not like you know. It's not like one of those games where you're the you're the number two SEC team. And you're not playing in the title game, and so you just kind of throw in the. And towel. besides, blah, blah, blah. and besides that, I also think that's the lamest cop out ever. I totally agree says, with. Oh, well, we didn't want to beat. I can, which is an embarrassment. Well, it is. But anyway, mm -hmm. it wasn't that situation at all. Mm -hmm. Arizona had to be physical to beat Nebraska in the Holiday Bowl. Mm -hmm. So now you're thinking, all right. This, team's, this team has a legitimate chance to be a serious contender. Mm -hmm. Bring it. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Penn State and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And we did. And, 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 and the result was, I think, arguably one of the worst weekends in Wildcat football history. And, and you're sometimes a, you know, a hyperbole hot take guy, but let me... Not, not really, yes. Let me throw one out there. Mm -hmm. Was that game the beginning of the end of what was about 50 years of Wildcat football and the dawn of what Wildcat football yes, has become 100%. since. Yes, 100%. It 100% was because Tommy was essentially done then as a... I think I think this... You know what's weird about it? I think the city always kind of had a lukewarm appreciation for Dick Tommy. There was a lot of rolling eye emojis a lot of the time when it came to, all right, we're going to go 7-4 and four or whatever and we're not going to have the worst offense you'll ever see, but you know what, you know... It's Arizona football, and we'll always kind of be hovering around the top 25. You're certainly not an embarrassment. I think that game was the turning was kind of a turning point where people were just so shocked by what they saw that it almost felt like, in hindsight, even though it certainly wasn't, I think people look back at 1998 and were like, "This is two things." Two thing, there, 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 there were two things that happened in consecutive years there before Tommy consider. 98 was what, two years Two years later, Tommy is no longer the head football coach at Arizona. Right. You just strung together your a top five your, season. A top five season in your best football program. And two years later, your football coach is gone. Mm -hmm. like, so, so what happened? Well, two things happened. Penn State, which led to the deterioration of an average season. And then the next year, remember, I think they were 5-0. and mm -hmm. And in first place in the conference, and then it completely unraveled, mm -hmm. and that was it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was, it, it was two events that took place where they were kind of an illusion again the year, bef the, the year after that. But you can, I think you can look back at the Penn State game, and that's kind of a line of demarcation for Arizona maybe having problems in, and, in terms of consistency and the, since. And the problem, though, with the Penn State game that I think really kind of stuck with people and certainly stuck with me watching at the time, I was in, you know, I believe I was an eighth grader at the time, that there was nothing fluky about what happened there. No, absolutely Arizona not. Arizona could have played Penn State 100 times, mm -hmm. and Penn State would have won all 100 games. By about 30 points. By about 30 points. Yeah. There was nothing. It looked like a JV team playing the varsity it was team. So, and it was so bizarre. It was like, what in the world is going on? Sometimes in college football, it wasn't, there wasn't there's a, a lot of, of emotion, you know, and things kind of steamroll. And, and there, you know, it wasn't like a situation where there was, you know, a bunch of tipped interceptions. It, this was, this it was, was just pure dominance. It was just a domination mm -hmm. right there. And... I, again, I don't think that that's something that Arizona football has ever recovered from. Yeah, and and and, and I'm gonna write and, and an article so, about that. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna get a pen. Go All ahead. right, go ahead and get a pen yeah, and write that one. Kill some time. The me. next one that we're uh, probably going to discuss is the uh, season opener in a game where Arizona actually won. Mm -hmm. That was uh, the 19. Is that 94 right. season? Mm -hmm. Yeah, where they are, the um, they're they're on the cover of Sports Illustrated. 
uh, the year after their great defensive Which team. Which, by the way, is one of the coolest Sports Illustrated uh, covers it's ever. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that is... Man, that season's so interesting too. Well, and we'll get to that in the next one. Um, okay, but but you know those season openers were significant. I think the problem with that season opener, you're gonna have to remind me exactly what game that was mm-hmm. and who who they played there, was that Arizona looked frustrating. Here's a shocker with Dick Tomey teams. They looked frustrating on def- on offense. No. Whereas the year before, whereas the year afterward, as you noted, in '99, they could put up points, but they couldn't stop they couldn't anybody. Stop anybody. In '94, and you know what it was too. 1998 felt like a tough team. Mm-hmm. 1999 felt very soft. Right. Yeah. In going back five years earlier with mm-hmm. the '94 team, they were exceptional again defensively, mm-hmm. and still couldn't get out of their own way offensively. Right. And and, and that was a problem. That was something that became a huge problem throughout the course of the year. You talk about changes in tides with Arizona football, and you can point to the Penn State game and a level of inconsistency that's a little bit more severe from this point on than what happened before that. Uh, Arizona, in essence, went from a seven or eight win football team for the course of four or five decades in different conferences uh, that would have bad years that were in the four or five win category, roughly 500. And then they'd balance that out with a 10 win season here and there. After 99, that changed quite a bit where Arizona is now a team that's winning two games sometimes and stringing multiple seasons together where they're, where five games is completely out of reach. And then they get up to seven and then they get up to eight and it sort of works its way out. And then they kind of uh, drift off again. So, Penn State was different. You know, your your bad years are five wins. Now your bad years are one or two. Right. And digging yourself out of that is, is significant. The difference with 94 was that the whole... In 99, you could pick one game. In 94, you can pick a multitude of games. And you know what? We're going to talk about that okay. in the next episode. And I think 94... Because it's the most actually, significant season because that I, defined Arizona football. Because I actually didn't know a lot of this, and John Schuster, uh, during many of our late-night phone calls talking about uh, things that nobody else really cares about, brought this to my attention. We're going to talk about that in tomorrow's episode. That is called a tease. Thanks for listening to Locked on Wildcats.